Yo! Welcome back to another edition of the Cruising Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Cruz, and today is Monday. Motherfucking Monday. And uh, before I start, uh, the Cruising Podcast can be found on YouTube. Also on, um, goodness gracious, also on uh, Apple Podcasts, also Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you need to find podcast needs, that's where you can find the Cruising Podcast. And also, if you need to find any updates of the Cruising Podcast, is at Cruising Podcasts on uh, Instagram, also at Nicetown Finest on Twitter. I'm still trying to figure out the handle situation, but hey, we're here, and this is where, this you know, it's just life. That's what we're going to do. But uh, I want to say thank you guys so much. You guys are awesome for listening still. Uh, yeah, I know I've been on and off the past couple weeks, but hey, it's just what happens. I look dark as fuck right now. Why am I so dark? I'm underneath a light. I just feel like all I can see is my teeth and my eyes. Like, it just seems like I'm dark as shit. Whatever, fuck it. My voice is the thing that's going to carry us through this bad boy. Not, uh, yeah. So, quarantine week, I don't know anymore. Um, really, for real, quarantine has not really changed any part of my life. I ain't even going to lie to you guys. The only thing I'm missing is me going to the gym every day. I go get coffee, I go to work, and I play video games literally all day. Like, it literally hasn't changed shit for me except i've been binge watching a lot more stuff not binge i've been binge watching movies more than i've been binge watching tv shows this is a lot more movies i've been watching um as of late than tv shows so um with that i want to say oh yeah well and also sports not having sports on tv really sucks major bizalls because that's like the only new thing that's supposed to be happening that's live happening and i haven't had that in, in a while, <laughs> it's been over a month since we had it, had it, um, we were supposed to have a UFC literally this weekend coming up and they were, they, uh, you know, uh, ABC Disney said, um, no bitch, we will not be doing any of that. Uh, we won't have people sitting here protesting outside our offices because you felt like you need to do your thing. So what sucks is, is that we won't get UFC. Also, we won't get it on uh, Fight Island. Um, or, well, I think they were doing it on Native American Reservation, which would have been even cooler. Um, but the Fight Island, apparently Dana White said that shit is real. And I believe him. I believe him. Um, he said he's secured an island so he can have international fights and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's pretty... Like, for the future, that's pretty hype. And he said the next time they come to L.A., that's going to be the first place they fight is the the uh, the Native American reservation that was going to allow them to put on the fight anyway. Um, just just understand that reservations have completely different laws than uh, the American uh, than America. You know, just making sure everybody understands that's the reason why they were going to be able to do that. This the problem is Disney was like, um, no. No, that's not going to work. That's not going to work for us. We're going to try something different. We're going to, you know, adhere to the government's, to our government um, rules and regulations right now. And so, yeah, that's where we're at. Also, under in some sneaky sneak news, um, Virginia, uh, the state of Virginia, uh, government Northam, has just uh, legalized marijuana. So, not legalized it, but decriminalized marijuana. So, if you're holding a certain amount, it's like a $25 fine. So, uh, no jail sentence, no nothing. So, uh, Virginians, 
uh, there you go. You got you got weed illegal. I mean, well, you got marijuana legal. So uh, practically legal. Yeah, pay twenty five dollars. I mean, let's be real. That's better than going to jail. Way better than going to jail. So uh, especially in these times, because apparently prisoners are the ones that's getting coronavirus more, and it's like spreading rapidly through fucking jails. So that's where we're at right now with the coronavirus. Um, that's the and also marijuana legalization news. <laughs> Also, all right, so as you guys can see, the the uh, name of this podcast is called the um, the Hall of Fame podcast. Well, not the Hall of Fame show. I mean, I'm going to quickly go through it, but I just wanted to, you know, just in case everybody doesn't understand, Kobe Bryant was put into this Hall of Fame. He hasn't been retired for more than, I think it's five years for the NBA. Um, I know it's definitely five years for the NFL, but the NBA, I think, runs on a different schedule because Iverson wasn't retired for five years whatever just remember just understand that 96 draft with iverson being number one and like kobe being 13th like that draft has a has some very very great players on there and a couple hall of famers now um let me see all right so let's do this so our our people that that um are in the hall of fame right now hold on because they don't just give me a name and that's all i really want right now Okay, so as everybody knows, Kobe Bryant was put into the Hall of Fame post-harmlessly um, by the NBA. Um, they said they were doing that. They said they were doing this right, like almost right after he passed away. Um, also, we have uh, Tim Duncan. People don't understand, and this is where you know I have always had this problem with like basketball fans. But people were like the NBA were on a, the NBA was on a decline during the two thousands. Now, during the 2000s, like during the early 2000s with Tim Duncan and the Spurs winning championships, we had an NBA lockout at the same time. We've seen an NBA lockout, but I feel like there were still superstar players playing at high levels during the early 2000s. You got to think about it. And then two and a couple names that came out that are huge today, to this day, Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, and Kevin Garnett. These are three huge names that played in the early 2000s. By the way, two of them went, you know, two of them came straight out of high school. Kobe Bryant and Kevin Garnett came straight out of high school. Tim Duncan, I don't even think Tim Duncan learned how to play basketball until a later age. He was a swimmer. They was like, yo, you're seven feet. You're from, I don't want to be wrong. I think he's from like the Dominican Republic, not Dominican Republic. He's from a Caribbean island. But, you know, is he Trinidad? I think I should have looked this up before. <laughs> I should have looked this up beforehand. But, you know, these were some of the greatest play. Like, for real, if we really think about it hard, Kobe's like one of the greatest shooting guards of all time. One of the actually top three players of all time. Tim Duncan is at least top ten. He might not have the big stats and stuff like that, but Tim Duncan was was seen as probably the greatest power forward of all time. And you can argue it. You can. Yeah, I know there's a lot of names out there. Dirk Nowitzki, you know, um, ah, uh, shit, Charles Barkley. You know, you got a bunch of different power forwards that were great. But Tim Duncan was a seven foot, was a seven foot power forward who can shoot jump shots, block shots, and get rebounds. Really, and, and get dunks and stuff like that too. But when he got later in his career, he perfected hitting off the backboard. We, we call it Tim Duncan. You know, that, that was his thing, the big fundamental. 
He was fundamentally sound at basketball, and that's what he did best. So in the early 2000s to the mid-2000s to almost the late 2000s, there were two great power forwards controlling the league at, at this point, and it was Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett. And they're going into the Hall of Fame at the same time. That's amazing. That's awesome to see. At my childhood, I knew about, you know, I watched these guys. I watched definitely Tim Duncan in college while he was playing for Wake Forest. I watched him. Uh, Kobe Bryant's from Philly, so we all, I know, you know, I watched, I still, you know, I, I watched, um, they still show his high school tapes and stuff. Amazing. Kevin Garnett was like one of the first um, guys coming out of high school again. Uh, I think like before him, he was the first really successful guy. I think he came after Kobe. I forgot. I'm going to remember later. Um, but they were like, him and Kobe were like the first guys to come out of high school to be really successful at the NBA. The only other guy I can think of is Moses Malone. Um, all right. No other names that have been, that are in the Hall of Fame, NBA Hall of Fame. Well, not the NBA, the Basketball Hall of Fame. Um, Eddie Sutton. Eddie Sutton was a two-time no, four-time National Coach of the Year. If everybody, you might not know who Eddie Sutton is. Eddie Sutton was the coach of the Oklahoma State Cowboys for a very, very long time. Actually, before I got out of college, he was still coaching, if I remember correctly. Not out of college, out of high school. He was still coaching. And also, his name is on the Oklahoma City, um, Oklahoma State's basketball uh, floor. His, it's the Eddie, I think it's Eddie Sutton court or something like that. Okay, also, finally, finally, if there's no Rudy T, there might not be a Tim Duncan or Kevin, well, they both were very, well, Kevin Garnett was very defensively minded and also great offensive minded uh, power forward, but if this coach never comes about, there might not be like that stretch four that we know about right now. There might be a stretch four, but this man introduced it. Um, Rudy Tom Jonovich, just in case you don't know, he led to the, um, the Houston Rockets to two championships while he had Akeem and, um, Kenny Smith and, you know, Mario Ellie, Mario Ellie and a lot of, um, um, Vernon Maxwell. No, it's not Vernon Maxwell. Yeah. 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 Vernon Maxwell. Shit. Mad Max. Yeah. So, uh, that's just a couple of players on the list. Like Kevin. Oh, oh, Sam Kissel was also on the team. But um, he and Robert Ory, uh, speaking of what I'm talking about, Robert Ory was like one of the first stretch fours to play in the NBA to, and be successful. And Rudy Tomjanovich really introduced that, to have bigs that can shoot threes and spread the floor out because you had Akeem Olajuwon. Get the fuck out of his way and let him go to work, <laughs> okay? You let Akeem Olajuwon go to work. All right. And if that meant that I needed one of my seven foot, my six foot nine, six foot ten power forward to be, you know, maybe shooting from the 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 corner threes or just to spread the floor around. So Akeem could just go to work. That's really what you did in that situation. And Rudy Tomjanovich finally gets in the Hall of Fame. Finally, they've been griping about him for about two or three years out here now on the on the sports radio stations about Rudy T not being in the Hall of Fame. And it, it, it was a travesty. It was a problem to me. All right. Also, next, uh, Tamika Catchings. If you don't know, Tamika Catchings 
is a 10-time WNBA All-Star, a four-time Olympic gold medalist. That's all you need. Tamika Catchings was a monster when she played. Tamika Catchings was like Candace Parker. Like she she was in there before Candace Parker and um, uh, Diana Taurasi and all the rest of them. She was killing it before, and she was killing it after they were in the in the WNBA. And Tamika Catchings was a problem. Dead ass, she is still a problem. She did that horse thing. Uh, with everybody um, that everybody did on Sunday, which was a fucking travesty, in my opinion. Like, them doing course through live streaming is the dumbest shit I ever watched in my life, by the way. It was just dumb. You just NBA's like, oh my gosh, the NFL's still going to put on their draft. They still have free agency. NFL's still running pretty much, except for they can't meet their players, and they, you know, they can't have meetings and shit like that t- together inside of a building. But the NFL really is, operations are still going. And the NBA is like, oh, man, how are we going to do this? 2K tournament. No, 2K tournament has, um, I don't know. 2K tournament was terrible. It was terrible. It was bad. Some of them were good. I wish they talked a little bit more shit. That's what I would have did. If I was playing, I would have talked a lot of shit, a lot of bit more shit. But um, it was bad. Let's be real. It was bad. Ronnie 2K was not a good guy to like put out there as the, I know Ronnie 2K is a big um big in the community he's actually one of the top people in the community for 2k but he is not he doesn't have the personality in my opinion to like give me excited about the 2k tournament i wasn't excited he didn't make me excited his voice was like oh you know uh so what happened here is that uh it was you know he was arguing with the refs a little bit too much nah man like this isn't fun why you just talking like a monotone voice you have no it's just no energy there was no energy put into this 2K tournament. You know, you was the only broadcaster there. You know, I mean, broadcaster that's a part of this. And it just didn't make me excited to, like, watch this shit. I didn't care. I didn't care. Like, I was just in there like, he's the worst. You could have found anyone else. Anybody else. One of the 2K players that's in the league. Me. um, Anybody else. And you, I understand people know who Ronnie 2K is. It probably never heard him really talk like this, but it was bad. It was really bad. And then I watched the horse competition. First of all, NBA players, how the hell don't y'all have better basketball courts? First of all, second of all, what the fuck is going on? Y'all really dying for that much content to have a horse competition? That was the worst. Thing I've ever watched in my life. It was terrible. It was terrible. And I love it. I love, you know, back in the day, we loved playing horse. But that was bad. It was so bad. Okay. But Tamika Catchings was a part of it. And Tamika Catchings is, like, I'm, I'm telling y'all. Y'all need to go back to highlight tapes or whatever you need to go back to. Tamika Catchings was a fucking problem. She was a fucking problem. Now, do I remember what team she played for? No. But I remember watching her play. And she, did she play for Indiana? Yes, yes, she did play for Indiana at one point, the Indiana Fever. She did play for them, and she killed it because that that was the same time. At that time, Indiana Pacers was going off too. It was like Paul George and them were going off, and then like you go into the summertime, and Tamika Catchings was murking the game too. All right, so um, and then also Kim Mulkey, uh, five-time Division II National Coach of the Year, three-time uh, NCAA National Championship Coach of uh, Baylor. Kim Mulkey, um, 
I watch I, once again. I watch a lot of basketball in my lifetime, especially women's college basketball. Um, Kim Monkey, uh, Gino Oriyama, right now Dawn Staley, um, Muffet Muffet something Muffet Kim. No, it's not Muffet. I know her last name is Muffet McGraw. Um, these are some of the big names like uh, and Sterling, uh, it's Stringer, Stringer. Oh uh, fuck, Vivian Stringer. These are names, these are huge basketball coaching names that we all know about through, like, different medias in the NCAA, especially women's basketball. Kim Mulkey is probably the least talked about because she is the coach of Baylor. Let's be real, who gives a fuck about Baylor? Uh, no one. You know, uh, no, I'm joking. Baylor's a great place. Um, but, no... <laughs> <laughs> and also the place that it that Baylor's at Waco. Uh, sorry. All right. Kim Mulkey is a three-time national champion championship coach. Mostly, mostly because she had Brittany Griner as her center. Let's be real. Brittany Griner was a monster, and she could not be stopped. But Kim Mulkey has also made Baylor a perennial. Final Four participant pretty much for the past, like, 10, 15 years, to tell you the truth. She's been a she's been a staple in the NCAA, a staple in the NCAA. And just in case, like, every year there's a few teams that we hear about making a run in the national tournament in the women's side. UConn, South Carolina, Tennessee, and... Um, Fuddruckers, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Baylor. Baylor and, um, yeah, yeah, Baylor. And Stanford. Stanford, they'll give the Out West team some love, too. I'm sorry. And now, also, well, Oregon had one of the best, probably the greatest player, greatest college player ever. Um, But you always hear these names. And Kim Mulkey was the ringleader of, the, of Baylor. The problem is, is that, you know, if you win three championships in this in this era, you deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Why? Because Gino Oriyama pretty much had the had the college basketball on lockdown. And that's for the like past, like, I'm 30 years old. And I've been hearing about almost 20 years now. Like, UConn don't lose. And when they do lose... It's because maybe Baylor or South Carolina or Tennessee or somebody else just comes out and beats them. Oh, uh, Notre Dame too, Notre Dame. And yeah, Kim Mulkey and whatever coaches have won multiple championships at this time, especially when Geno is running the game right now. Yeah. Um, they deserve to be Hall of Famers just because they had to do like weather that storm. So yeah. All right, um, one, a couple more names. Um, Barbara Stevens. Oh, no, she was a five. Oh, my bad, my bad. So five-time Division II National Championship coach, Barbara Stevens, and also longtime FIBA executive, Patrick Bowman. Okay, the last two names, I ain't going to lie. I don't know anything about them. I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to put no name. I ain't going to put no lies out there. I don't know anything about these guys, about these lady, that lady and gentlemen. Um, all I know is that FIBA has been on a fucking tear. Um, the, the international community for basketball is amazing now. And if you're executive under that umbrella, 
then you definitely deserve some type of love for the growth of not just NBA basketball, but basketball worldwide. Now, is it soccer? Fuck no. It's not soccer. But it's it's um it's the the growth of it is amazing. And also uh division 2 is nothing to sniff at either, especially when you know you've been coaching a year five times. You know how difficult it is to get it once you know how many colleges there are in division 2? I don't know, over 100 and she won it five times. Barbara Stevens did. That's tough money. That's a lot of schools you got to run through just to, you know, yeah, maybe I should have did my homework a little bit more about this. Hold on, let me let me see. Um, I got you guys. Hold on. Barbara Stevens. Let's find out, find out a little bit more about Barbara Stevens. Barbara Stevens is served as head coach of, head coach for Clark University in Massachusetts. Um, so far right now, actually, she, oh, she played basketball for Bentley University. That's what's up. All right, let me see her coaching career. Let's talk about her coaching career real quick. We're going to give Barbara Stevens some love, man. She's 65 years old, doing big fucking things. I want massive motherfucking two shits as soon as this thing hurries up. All right. No, Clark University is where she went. My bad. No, she took over coaching, head coaching duties of Massachusetts in 1983. Uh-huh. Mm. First year coach. She came to Bentley. Oh, Bentley University is her... What? What the fuck? Oh. Bentley University. Okay, so Bentley University is the uh, the Division Two team that she has coached. Five-time national champion. I mean, she's five-time national coach of the year. Amazing. That's huge, man. That is huge. Good. Congratulations to everyone that got to the Hall of Fame for the for basketball to the basketball Hall of Fame. Shit. It's so weird to say that because everybody else like the NFL has its own Hall of Fame. The and I think uh Major League Baseball doesn't need. I think it's called the Baseball Hall of Fame and anybody can get in. There's like, you know, Yao Ming got into the Hall of Fame um last year and there was a lot of issues with that. Well, like a lot of people weren't fans of Yao Ming becoming a Hall of Famer, but you gotta understand that man did a lot of shit for like the 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 relationship between China and the NBA, which has now been severed practically because of one man's uh tweet, which we all know who it was. Uh yeah. So that's where we're at with that. That's what's up. Good job, Hall of Famers, man. I mean, great careers from a lot of all these Hall of Famers. I mean, you wouldn't be a Hall of Famer if you did not have a fantastic career in the respective sport, I mean, in the respective realm of basketball that you did. So, congratulations, everybody clap it up. Also, uh, just in case you guys don't don't notice, I'm wearing a Kobe Bryant um, t-shirt that I got um, in, in honor of Kobe. You know what I'm saying? We gotta, we gotta, I gotta give him honor. That's my dude, man. I was one of my favorite players of all time. And I'm, I'm happy that they, that the NBA was smart enough and also gracious enough to put him in the Hall of Fame. He would have been first battle Hall of Famer no matter what anyway. Let's be real. But uh, to automatically do it post-harmlessly, it's, it's amazing from the NBA. They did a great job in handling the Kobe Bryant Kobe Bryant's death. So, yeah. All right. So, uh, that was a lot of sports. My bad, y'all. Uh, it was a lot of it. 
Um, one little video game news. I saw the the controller to the PlayStation Five. I know I know it was big news at one point. To me, um, it looks like a little bit bigger. It looks like the same controller, but a little bit bigger. And also, why is it dressed like I don't know the Avengers time travel suit? It, it looks exactly like it, almost like, almost to a T. It looks like Avengers, the Avengers time travel suit. Go look at it again. You won't be able to look at that shit soon. Look at that shit the same. Trust me. <laughs> that's the only thing I have about that. Um, really, like that's what makes this controller a little bit better though. It's a little bit bigger, and that's what I liked about you know the the Xbox controller. The first Xbox. I know a lot of people hate that first Xbox. Some of you are just fucking haters. But the first Xbox controller was fucking huge. So was the Dreamcast controller. And I, I don't know why. I like bigger controllers. Uh, doesn't make me any type of way. I just like bigger controllers sometimes. Because I have little hands. I have these, I have these little dainty hands. And uh, they're strong, though. They're strong hands. But they're, you know, they're little. Uh, no. Nah, uh, but it looks like a little bit bigger controller. It looks actually pretty cool. Um... It, it it's the same thing it's the same same x you know all the rest of that cool button all the buttons and stuff like that um looks like it still has the middle middle uh playstation home button or what playstation p uh, the little yeah whatever the the trackpad on it whatever y'all know what i'm talking about so yeah yeah it still looks the same i I, I'm, I can't wait for it to come out um probably six months after it comes out um not because the 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 I know everybody's like, yo, yeah, the price is going to change in about six, six to 12 months. I'm like, no, it's not. That's just going to be so popular. It's going to be flying off the shelves, man. I'm telling you, it's going to be flying off the shelves and it's going to have so many fucking problems in the beginning. So I'm going to keep my PlayStation 4 for maybe another six months after the release, just to put it out there. So, uh, also I got to watch four movies this weekend. I know it's not a lot that you think I watched, but it was, it was a lot to me. Damn it. I, I sleep a lot now, too. I've been sleeping a lot more. It's kind of fucking weird. But first movie I've been wanting to talk about, I've been wanting to see for a while, that people have been talking highly about. Uh, highly about. Birds of Prey. Can I just say, it's the second best Disney movie. No. Disney. Fuck me, man. I'm so tired. It's the second best DC movie to come out. DC has done the smartest thing they could have done. They made the villains become villains. Not just villains, but be... I know that, you know, Harley Quinn was the hero. <coughs> Harley Quinn was the hero in this this one. Sorry. Harley Quinn was the hero in this, this film, but she was still a villain. It might not make sense to you, but it makes sense to me. Whatever. Harley Quinn played... I mean, uh, Margot Robbie plays amazing Harley Quinn, by the way. Also, this movie was so fucking good. Was a lot of violence. <laughs> Lots of violence. And they did not hold back. And they did an amazing job with it. And also, Rosie Perez, if you need my number, I'm here for you. I'm just, I'm, I, I, hey. Look, I loved you and, and White Man Can't Jump. I love you even more now. <laughs> but, no, um, to tell you the truth, the movie was done fantastically. If that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. 
Joker was a better movie, but this movie right here is a dangerously close second. It was great. It was great. You want to know why? Because they didn't have that PG-13 restriction. They didn't give them that PG-13 restriction. You let villains be fucking villains. You let psychopaths be psychopaths. That's what Harley Quinn is, and that's what Joker was. You know, that's what Joker is. Also, I know Jared Leto was mad that he wasn't, you know, the, the solo Joker film guy. I wish they let him... I wish they allowed him to flesh out his Joker a little bit more. I wish he was the villain for Suicide Squad. Also, you don't have to cut him out from everything. We know who Joker was when Marco Robbie is Harley Quinn. We know the Joker to her Harley Quinn. We understand that. You don't have to go that far of like cutting out the scenes where he's in. We get it. We understand. I know. I know. I, I just wish that we got to see his Joker a little bit more. Even if he was in this movie for like a short period of time, this would have been great. <clears throat> but um, Ewan McGregor as uh, Black Mask, he did a great job as Black Mask. Um, I don't know who the guy was that played, Z played Zaz. I didn't like him. That's the only miscasting I had was him being Zaz. I think the only Zaz, the Victor Zaz that I liked was the one from Gotham. That dude should have played that Victor's ass. That dude was a fucking great Victor's ass. He's great at being a psychopath. He was great at it. He was great on that. He's also good on Barry. He's funny as shit on Barry. And just in case, if you haven't seen Barry, whoo, that was a, that was actually it's actually a pretty funny show from HBO. But he played. I, I, that's the only miscasting I had. I think everybody else was casted correctly for that person. Uh, Huntress, the girl that played Huntress, great job. Um, Journey, uh, I'm going to say her fucking name wrong, but Journey Smollett, she played Black Canary, and we know that she can sing, and they actually incorporated the Black Canary, Dinah, Drake's Dinah being able to sing with her, and they picked the right person for that character. Picked the right person for that character. Now, no, it's Dinah Lance. No, Dinah... Dinah Drake or Dinah? I think they named her Drake on fucking um, Arrow for some reason. Because they, they didn't want her being Laurel's daughter. Whatever. But the show, this movie did a great job. They only, you know, I think that it was a perfect mix of comedy, violence, and action all the way through this movie. Um, And the storyline was fantastic. The little girl that played kid Sandra Kane was hilarious, by the way. And it was amazing to watch. The, 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 the chemistry between her and Margot Robbie through this movie uh, and her Harley Quinn and Harley Quinn was amazing. So if you guys get a chance, definitely go watch the second thing. I think there might be one A and one B, man. I might have to say the one A and one B because I, yeah, they were two completely different movies. Joker and, and, and birds of prey, two completely different movies, but two movies that did a great job in the genre that they chose to be a part of that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so DC did the right thing. They're making, like, anthologies. They're not trying to make what the Marvel Universe did. They're doing what DC should have been doing. And that's what all DC superheroes mostly are. They're really loners. Batman is a loner. The only parts that Batman is with everyone else, yes, is with Justice League. Sorry. Yes, is with Justice League, but most of the time he's by himself. That's why the Batman trilogies 
were great because Batman alone, Rose Gallery, can hold its own. You know, you got Joker, you got Bane, you got Scarecrow, Scarface, uh, Two Face. You got all these 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 great villains. You can work with that. Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy. You got a Rose Gallery. Victor Freeze. Mr. Freeze, whatever you want to call him, Dr. Freeze, because he was a doctor. Y'all don't give him any fucking respect, but he was a doctor. It was Dr. Victor Freeze. Just letting you guys know. So, um, yeah, man, I, I think, I, I truly think, yeah, they, they'll, Joker and this, and Birds of Prey were 1A and 1B. <clears throat> and that's, that's really what I can say. I, I didn't want people to believe, I think that the commercials, and the whole, um, the trailer did, like, I've seen somebody say it didn't do any justice. It really did not do this movie justice. I think it really hurt this movie. I think those first trailers really sucked. And I think it hurt the movie very bad. <clears throat> so, yeah, but definitely go out <laughs> and try, um, and try Birds of Prey. Okay, 21 Bridges. I've been talking, I've, I've been wanting to see this movie for a while. I think it came out in September. The problem is I didn't go to the movie theaters, and, and once movie theaters start opening back up again, I'm going to be spending a lot of time. <laughs> I'm going to be there for a while. Uh, No, but 21 Bridges had Chadwick Boseman, a.k.a. Black Panther, also was the, uh, produced by the Russo brothers. If you don't know who the Russo brothers are, they're the ones that are behind all the Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. Goodness gracious, give me one second. That sucked. Uh, what is over there? It's too far. All right. 21 Bridges is about a cop that uh, his father was killed by criminals. And this detective is known for killing criminals. At, you know, being pretty much getting serving out justice on these criminals. But there is a twist to this movie. A huge twist to this movie. That people that I don't think you guys are going to see yet. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to like. I don't want to spoil anything for you, but I definitely advise anybody to watch 21 Bridges 2. Um, it looks like Chad with Bozeman also, after I guess he stopped training, <laughs> he got it looked like he got skinny for this role. Hella skinny. He looked, you know, he looked pretty jacked when he played um when he played Black Panther, but like when he played this role, he looked hella skinny, like sickly skinny. It's kind of scared me how skinny he was. But um he played a great role in this movie. It's a typical, it's a typical cop revenge movie, for real. Not really a revenge movie. It's just a typical. It's like a real typical cop movie, but it it, it has a really good twist to it. it. Has a really good. It's it's really good. I I do I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, very fast paced too. The pacing was almost perfect. It very very fast. Um, yeah. I don't know. It was good. It was a good movie, though. I, I will say it was good. I want to say it was great. It was a good movie. But um, yeah, watch out for the for the twist. Y'all probably gonna be like, you probably can call out what the twist is early on, and you just don't, you know, you're like, all right, well, this this should make sense. All right, so next next movie, Guns Akimbo. This has uh Harry Potter, aka Daniel Radcliffe, as the role. This movie reminded me of um what's the oh the fucking jail movie where they all are driving and trying to kill each other oh fuck 
the jail movie that uh death race there we go this reminded me of death race guns akimbo did you know they have a live stream event that's being shown it's called the schism and uh people are killing each other on this live stream event the only difference is, is that it's like an open world instead of like being in a prison system um but to tell y'all the truth this movie was hilarious it's very violent very violent I'm not going to lie to you, it was a very violent fucking movie, but it's weird seeing Daniel Radcliffe, you know, aka Harry Potter, cursing and playing a, a, a violent role. It was weird. It was weird, but once you get over that, it's a good movie, man. It's a really, really well done movie. Like, it, it reminded me, it was like a mixture of Death Race and, um... Oh my God, just had the movie in my mind. Um, Smoking Aces. That's what it felt like. Because, you know, different people were trying to... It, it, it was... It was. It just felt like those two movies were merged together somehow. It, 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 and to me, I think it was really good. I think uh, Daniel Radcliffe's character, you know, he was talking shit one night. And these guys came in and stapled his hands to two guns. This is why it's called Guns Akimbo. Because he has two hands that are stapled in with the guns and then all hell breaks loose after this so definitely go check out guns akimbo too um great movie i ain't gonna say great it's a very fun movie it's funny as shit too and you and once you and once like i said once i got over like damn this harry potter shooting people or harry potter dropping f-bombs the fuck is going on right now and then you watch it and you like you get over like that's Harry that's not Harry Potter anymore that's whoever his character is I'm like oh okay this shit is good this is a good movie so yeah definitely go check out Guns of Cambo I I I know I've led a lot of people astray sometimes but I'm telling you Guns of Cambo is really fucking good um also last but not least I got to watch the the new Jumanji <sighs> that movie was funny as shit yo that was funny i think that that's the first time in a while where the sequel to a movie was better than the original to me the first that jumanji was way better than the first one way better you put you made jack black act like a black kid but act like a 18 year old black guy you had uh <laughs> you had the rock acting like a, a 70 to 80 year old white dude you had kevin hart playing a probably same similar age black guy and then you know you had uh the girl playing the same her same character and then you had uh oh <laughs> 18 to 20 year old white kid playing a a around similar age maybe you know mid 25 30 range i forgot how old aquafina is but Chinese girl. That's what you had. And it was perfectly done. It comedy wise, like she played like Aquafina played that role amazingly. It didn't play and then she ended up playing the, <laughs> Oh 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 no never mind. Never mind. My fault, my fault. But uh, 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 Okay, that's a spoiler. No spoilers. But these these people were playing these roles and they acted like the I guess they oh fuck man. Jack Black had me dying throughout this whole movie. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> oh, shit, man. 
just thinking about it. Jack Black played the shit out of this role. And I know a lot of people are haters of Jack Black, but let's be real for a second. You're just fucking haters. You need to get the fuck over it. Somebody said they didn't like School of Rock. You are fucking crazy. Or I don't know what drugs you were on, but I loved School of Rock. I loved School of Rock. And Jack Black was the main reason why I loved School of Rock. This movie right here, it wasn't Kevin Hart. It wasn't The Rock. Jack Black killed this shit. He killed his role. Every time he talked as the fridge was amazing. I'm sorry. I had to do it. I had to do it. Sorry, my fault. That is a spoiler. But I, it don't matter. It don't matter. Every time he showed, every time he started talking, I damn, I did just spoil like most of this. Whoa. Not really, because it showed in the trailer. That, that's only you. It showed that shit in the trailer, who who each person was. But, um... <sighs> Man, that movie was hilarious. Oh my gosh, they did a great job with this movie. Uh, yeah, it was definitely better than the first one. To me, it was way better than the first one. Sorry if I spoiled the Jumanji movie for you guys. I'm going to put it in the, the descriptions. But this shit, that was a good-ass movie. It doesn't even matter if I spoil it for you. It's just fucking hilarious. You need to watch this shit anyway. It's hilarious. I, that's literally the only part of it I, I'd spoiled for you. Trust me. So, um, with that, I want to say thank you guys so much, man. Oh, my goodness. Um, Wednesday, I'm definitely going to have anime and video games on Wednesday. Um... I've been fighting off this cold. I've been fighting off my allergies. Not cold. I've been fighting off my allergies. My allergies right now are on a different fucking level. Um, I don't know what happened. Um, but they're like, look, uh, we're gonna fuck you up this year really bad. Uh, I know Corona's here, but um, we don't care. We're just gonna get stronger ourselves. So we're gonna fuck you up. So uh, yeah, it's been it's been a really tough road this spring. With uh, fighting off allergies and shit like that. But, you know, I'm living. We good, man. We good, baby. We are good. Um, Yeah, so definitely Wednesday I'm going to have anime and video games. I'm definitely talking about Fire Force. Fire Force, wow, that shit got deep quick. Um, The second part of it, the second part of Fire Force got real fucking deep. And we're going to talk about it. Um, Also, um... The Demon Slayer uh, trailer came out for uh, the Infinity Train or the Mugen Train, whatever, which one ever you want to call it. Um, also, season finale of uh, My Hero Academia. Maybe some more PlayStation 5 news. They give us some more. Um, and a lot more. And also, go follow my Twitch, please, if you get a chance. Go follow my Twitch. Also, watch my streams, man. It's uh, Nightstown underscore Finest 27. Go check those out, man. I, I I like to joke around with people. I talk a lot of shit. So it, it gets a little hairy sometimes, but you know, it is what it is. We got to joke around. We got to have fun, especially in this time. So with that, I want to say thank you guys so much for listening. Um, You, you can find us again where you can find the Cruising Podcast is on YouTube. Also, uh, YouTube at Cruising Podcast, of course. Um, Also at Cruising Podcast on Apple Podcasts. And really anywhere you can get your podcast needs, that's where you can get the Cruising Podcast. Also. Um, hold on. Sorry. Also, where you can find the cruising podcast, um, updates of it is on Instagram at cruising podcast. Also at uh nice town finest, which is um the uh Twitter. Um, yeah, don't judge me. 
So with that, I want to say thank you guys so much for listening to the Cruiser Podcast. I hope you guys have a beautiful, beautiful day. And uh, don't do anything I wouldn't do, and I'll catch you guys on Wednesday for the anime and video game section. Uh, this is...